and welcome back to Up Nerds. I am the Uneven Flow, and I am solo this week for another variety episode. This week, I'll be talking about Armored Core 6, The Fires of Rubicon, a game by From Software. More important info on them a little bit later, which was released in 2023. However, before I get to that, I want to bring up some housekeeping. As you notice, this episode coming out on a Monday. Reason for that is, as mentioned in a couple different instances or episodes over the last little bit, I am switching to a once a week schedule. I hope to do some sort of extra stuff in between, hopefully, to supplement it. I actually already kind of missed the twice a week schedule we had going. But the issue is, frankly, it's just real tough to edit a podcast fully. So example, Punisher King of Killers, an episode I absolutely loved, but took more than six hours to edit. So it's tough when you're just one person or in the case of producer Basil Bear and our recurring Joe, one cat to edit everything while holding down the full-time job and everything else. The other sort of part of that is I'm hoping to have more people on and everybody's got a different audio setup and that kind of thing. So it's always fun to try to figure out exactly how you're going to have to edit things. So I'm hoping this gives me a little more time because I want to keep the quality of the show, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, coming up, it means you're going to have more guests, different people you haven't necessarily heard from so far on this show, at least, and keep things fresh. So yeah, that little bit of housekeeping and on to Armored Core. I mentioned Armored Core 6 came out in 2023. As denoted by the title, you may have figured out it is not the first in the series, but it was the first game in the series I played. In any case, you play Pilot 621. You're a mercenary. You're brought to the planet Rubicon with it's you and your handler Walter. And you go there and you take on different missions. There's a number of different factions in the game. By the way, shout out to the Red Guns, my favorite faction, just because so much personality there. Loved the Red Guns. They're an absolute blast to play with and eventually against. You play the game, you pick different missions. On occasion, you will be given the choice of missions and therefore a choice of faction. On occasion, it will even be the same mission. You just will be playing for one side or the other. And some of my favorite variations on this are missions where you'll start a mission and at some point you will get a message and your handler will answer and you'll sort of be on a group call and you'll be given the choice to change who you're working for mid-mission. Stuff like that is fun. It really strikes, it really helps to hit home that you are a mercenary you are there for money. Now there is an unfolding story here on the planet. You are brought to the planet to help look for coral. Coral is the power source that powers the armored cores and pretty much everything else in this universe. Armored cores, by the way, are giant mechs. There are other mechanized things, weapons, tools, etc., etc. But the armored cores are special in that they require a certain sort of genetically modified pilot. They're sort of the best of the best. 
they're your sort of super strong weapons and tools, whatever you want to think of them as. So the story unfolds through this. It also unfolds through log entries you can pick up during missions. And it's frequently optional during them. However, there are missions to specifically pick up logs, which you can read for more backstory. In fact, some of the logs are the only time you see human forms in this game. You never actually leave the suit, or at least you never see your character outside of it. And you don't see anybody else outside of the mech suits either. It's sort of a nice setup in something that we'll get to regarding it really helps with the game perspective but the story is very good there's a lot of sort of lore there there's a lot of different things going on each faction has its own sort of set of goals and it becomes up to you if you want to help them achieve them or work against them or whatever you'll be given plenty of different options however in terms of the story this is one of those games that has a quote true ending unquote where you could play through or you have to play through a number of times to get all of the endings, including a sort of final definitive one. I am frequently not a fan of this, but the last time I was, it was done similarly to this. And that was near Automata quite a few years ago, I believe 2018, where you had to play through a number of different times to get each ending to fill out the story. This game is the same. You get a very different perspective each time you play through and each time you take these missions from a different side. And it really changes the enemies. It will change the enemy behavior if they are enemies you have met before and even change where things happen in the story and different encounters. It's done in a way that you just want to see what's next. It's just, it never feels like you're playing the exact same story it gives you opportunities to do things differently. And I really liked how it was set up. It's helped a lot by the gameplay that we'll get into, but you're getting paid for these missions. That pay is subsequently put into changing your mech's appearance as well as changing your mech's loadout, which is probably the most important element to the game. As you get different equipment, you can change how your mech fights and what its strengths, what its weaknesses are. And because of that, it really adds to that replayability, but it adds to that story too. It makes you want to keep playing through the story because at the same time you're getting stronger or you're changing your back loadout or you're getting opportunities to do things differently. And it just, it reminds me of one of my favorites now fairly infamous among people who play in Armored Core 6 reviews by somebody with the angry joe show who said the game had no story no it has a really good story there's a ton of different layers to it there's a, quite a bit of lore it's just it's not told in a standardized format it's not fed to you or anything it's there if you want it and if you don't want it the gameplay is great too we'll get to that in a bit because first i wanted to go into the game's graphics or in honor of my favorite Transformers 2 review, I love this movie's graphics. But the graphics in this game, so this game was made by From Software, who are a triple A, which means high quality sort of developer. But this game wasn't given a triple A budget. 
by all reports, it was relatively inexpensive in comparison of this is something Abby and I have talked about that a lot of video games now have budgets in the hundreds of millions of dollars, which seems crazy to us because of games like this that can look and play pretty much just as good as any of those games, but cost a fraction of the amount of money. So Armor's Core 6's graphics really shine because the sense of perspective the game gives you, you're in a giant mech. The edge of your foot is the size of the first story of a building. You are huge. It does a great job of putting you in scenarios where you are next to or around a lot of sort of standardized human things. And because of that, it keeps the sense of perspective throughout. Also, I think it's helped by the fact you don't get out of the suit and walk around or anything like that. You really do feel like you inhabit these giant mechs. And the sense of personality from the graphics and the look and the loadouts of your opponents and your friends adds to that. So the game on the whole ends up being this almost sort of destroyed beauty combined with just how it immerses you in it. The other thing that really stands out is the armored core on armored core fights or the boss encounters as well, too, where there's a ton of different things flying around on screen. There are missiles everywhere or area of effect attacks affecting certain areas. And there's just constantly a lot of things going on, but it's never unclear. You're always easily able to tell everything on screen. And if you die, you know what killed you. And that's very important when we get to the gameplay, but it helps the game in terms of it feels fair. You know exactly what's going on. It wasn't a matter of your heads up display didn't tell you something or blocked an important piece of info or a shot came from on screen off screen and you've absolutely no idea what hit you from where or stuff like that. So the graphics overall are very pretty, not necessarily sort of top of the line or anything like that, but they do a great job of making you feel like you're there and helping the action along. And they, so in that sense, they are perfect for this game. I wouldn't really change anything with it. Similarly, I'd say the same about the sound in the game. The music in this game is fantastic. It walks a line between, there's a lot of sort of pulse pounding stuff during the boss encounters, but it does a great job of slowing down for those bits where it's just characters speaking to one another or traversal or stuff like that. It just, it has a really good soundtrack and it also extends to the voice acting. I mentioned it before, but the voice acting is brilliant and it helps flesh out the characters so much. The voice acting of everybody on the red guns, for example, is just a joy to hear and listen to the condescending nature of some of the other groups, for example, just drips through because you're just a mercenary or it's just, it's all well done. It conveys the emotion it should at all times through the music and through the voice acting and through the dialogue. 
it is one of the better designed games from both those fronts. And that shouldn't be surprising to anyone that has played or is aware of FromSoft games. But it just, this is them displaying all of the things they've learned and they've taken from other games that they've done in the interim between Armored Core games and built on that. So on overall, on the technical levels of graphics and sound, I think the game is just terrific. I mentioned I really liked the game's story and how it's presented to you. The gameplay itself, and this is where I want to get into FromSoft. From Software is probably, not probably, they're definitely at this point, best known for creating the Dark Souls series. The Dark Souls series of games have essentially become a genre on their own. They are known for very punishing difficulty, as well as the need to be very methodical in how you do things and how you go about attacking challenges. And this is where I lose a lot of people because I do not really like the Dark Souls games. I've never been able to get into them. And if you do like them, that's perfectly fine. They're, I can recognize that they're brilliantly made. They are terrific games. They are just not for me. There's something about the mixture of challenge to it that has never clicked for me. And I think a lot of that is there's a part of me that feels like a lot of the challenge is artificially manufactured to the game. I.e. I find that animations and attacks and movements by your character are very slow. And I realize that that adds to the feeling of it being very methodical. But for me, I guess my line is if it's something I feel like I could do quicker, your main character should be better at it. Or at the very least, you should be able to get him to be better at it. And my feeling is when I start an attack or something like that, it just feels so slow to me. So I've just never been able to get into them. And like I say, I own a few of them and I recognize they're brilliantly done games, but they're just not for me. Armored Core 6 was definitely for me. It has that from software difficulty in that the enemies are very powerful. It will take you more than likely a couple tries to beat them, but it's just very well set up. I mentioned before, you know what killed you. It makes you want to try it again. And I think a lot of what helped me with this is controlling your mech feels utterly seamless in this. It's so easy to just fly around the battlefield and do whatever you want. There are long animations, but like Dark Souls, if you use them incorrectly, you are punished for it. But I don't know what it was. It might simply just be that it's giant robots in this case. Maybe that's all it took to get me into a Souls-esque game. But I wouldn't call this all that much like Dark Souls. Like I said before, everything sort of moves a lot quicker. It doesn't feel like any of the other From Software games aside from that difficulty. And regarding the difficulty, one thing is you will want to try different loadouts in the game and customizing your mech different ways. This can be cosmetic, which by the way, one of the things I did immediately was through use of different icons in the game, eventually creates a, I should actually embed a picture of it to 
the show notes or something. But in any case, I made my mech up and I put on a Punisher skull in the middle of him, which a single player game, which I'm playing offline is sadly one of the only times I get to display that skull these days without a lot of explaining to do uh, anyway, but I digress. You'll want to customize your mech in a number of different ways, and that will also affect the gameplay. And I mentioned before that you can be punished for a mistake in terms of trying to use a weapon incorrectly or trying the wrong move at the wrong time. That's because of things like the game has a stagger meter. Both you and your enemies have it where hits will cause the mechs or whatever it is you're fighting to potentially shut down for a period of time where they're defenseless and can be then wailed on with whatever you want or they want in your case. And this is used to great effect. One of the things I love about it is it very much takes into account physics. So for example, if you were flying full speed with your jets on everything into a shotgun blast, you're going to have a bad time. It's going to fill that stagger meter a lot quicker than say, if you're going backwards and you get hit with the same blast because of the way momentum and physics work. And I really like that. That incorporation makes the game feel different than I think a lot of similarly third person action games feel. And I mentioned the other series that they've worked on before the souls games and those generally have the same sort of mechanics in terms of a stagger meter or some sort of meter that punishes you or your enemy for making a mistake. But I just, I feel like it works really well in this one and it helps those fights between mechs. It just helps the realism, helps you feel like you're actually two giant robots fighting each other. I really liked it. There aren't many elements of this game I didn't enjoy. The gameplay overall, you just want to keep playing. It takes something special for a game for me to want to play it through the number of times I did to get to do the quote, true ending, unquote. Like I said before, in terms of replayability, it's helped by the story. The desire to kind of see things from the different perspectives of everybody, not to mention see how each sort of faction's story unfolds differently and what may or may not happen. The loadouts and the gameplay all support this. The fact that the game can be completely different based on the weaponry or the setup of your mech because everything can be changed based on a series of different statistics like weight, energy use, and that sort of thing, as well as the boosters you use. So they affect how fast you can go, your maneuverability in battle, et cetera, et cetera. All of this varies greatly, especially with the different weapon sets and loadouts you can set up. And going towards the replayability aspect, you really wanna try different stuff now, having said that, by the time I played through the game the third time, I had kind of gotten good enough and I had kind of decided on a loadout that I was good enough playing with where I could just blast through a level and the boss sometimes without having to change at all. And it really helps your sense of progression because you know you've gotten better at the game when you don't hit any type of stopping point or you don't die to a boss. and have to play it over again and change your loadout 
but it's made effortless if you do. So frequently I mentioned, you know, if you make a mistake or something like that and you do end up dying, the game is set up in a way that you're able to very quickly change your loadouts and get back into the action, sometimes right where you left off. And that's something that I really applaud. So it's still difficult because I, they still don't sort of dumb it down. And some of these bosses are exceptionally challenging, but it's nice to not feel like, oh, I picked the wrong weapon or, oh, I should have tried this. So now I got to replay the entire level over again. No, it doesn't do any of that to you. And on that note too, one of the things I'm proud of, by the way, is I beat the game before a lot of the balancing patches came out because apparently some of the bosses had behaviors or they had specific attacks that did more damage or their armor apparently was working incorrectly and they were able to take way more damage than intended. So in a lot of ways, some of the bosses apparently have been toned down a little bit. One of the things we're really proud of is I managed to beat the game before they did a lot of that. So uh, go me, but it's still really challenging. And the game does a great job of you feel like you've accomplished something as you move on and it makes you want to push forward and continue with it. And the way everything is presented, the way it all kind of comes together, you want to play through it and just talking about the gameplay and everything else again, it makes me want to play the game again. So the replayability to it is exceptionally high. There is also a multiplayer mode to the game if you want to do it where it's player versus player. And I think I've mentioned this on other shows before, but my desire to play PVP stuff is less than it used to be. I just do not have the time or the patience anymore to kind of put into a lot of that. But it's there if you want it. And it is apparently quite fun. Now, there is an arena mode in the single player where you play against AI constructs and versions of enemies you face during the game or even friends you face or play with during the game. And that's really well done. It does a good job of the one versus one feel of a PvP match. And I found myself going back to those pretty frequently and not just to earn extra cash so I could try a different loadouts in a mission, but just because it was fun and I wanted to do that challenge or that portion again, or potentially see if I could beat my time or grading on the level or stuff like that. But it also ties into the overall story. In fact, to get the true ending, you need to have completed all the arena levels but you'll probably have done that anyway, because it's good money to, again, get said loadout stuff and parts. But B, it is also so much fun just to do. I just enjoyed it thoroughly. You can probably tell I enjoyed pretty much every element of this game. It is one of my favorite games of last year, a year in which so many great games came out. And this game really kept my attention and kept me going until I hit stuff like against the storm that I reviewed in the first variety episode way back when. And then since then now, like I say, uh, there's part of me that wants to go back and play Armored Core some more now, but I'm super, super heavily into Baldur's Gate, which Abby is as well too. This means at some point we'll probably do some type of Baldur's Gate update on Act 1 and 2, who knows, but that's for a future episode. 
for the now, Armory Core 6, just a terrific game. It's been on a few Steam sales, and sorry, I should mention I played this on the PC version. It is available on consoles as well, too. So either way, it has been on sale a few times. It is definitely worth picking up. Even if, like me, you've had issues getting into the Souls games, this makes me want to go back and play those. But also, I'm exceptionally excited to finally get into Elden Ring at some point. But again, I got to clear out what I've already started. And I have so many projects and stuff going on. But regardless of all that, I hope you enjoyed this. I enjoyed talking about the game. That is sort of the purpose of the variety stuff is just kind of get it out. I loved this game so much. I just wanted to gush about it a little bit. It's almost unfortunate released in the year it did because it just got like so many other great titles just got swallowed up in a giant deluge of just fantastic game after fantastic game. But it's definitely worthwhile. So pick it up at some point if you like. In the meantime, I will be back next week. We'll be doing top three, bottom three, Arrested Development. That should be interesting. It's the first comedy show that we've done. Not counting some of the bottom three episodes that we've done, which could, I guess, be almost comedic in how some of them were. I don't know. Or Highlander 2, I suppose. Or Die Another to ah, Anyway, regardless of that coming up, and then afterwards will be another variety episode in which I will probably have one of the interviews on. It will be somebody and not just me and Abby, after which I know is fine. You pick Edge of Tomorrow, and that's going to be a blast because Abby has not seen it. And the more I looked at my 4K Blu-ray of it, I can't remember if I've seen it now or not. The blurry seemed to be sealed, so maybe I saw it somewhere else or in theaters. I don't know. I'll figure it out. In any case, I hope everybody out there is having a good day. If you want to leave a comment or feedback or review somewhere, please do. Everything is appreciated. Everything is needed. If you want to reach out to us, the email address is upnerdpodcasts at gmail.com. We've actually gotten emails to it, which has been a real joy. So please feel free to email that. You can also reach us on Facebook, UpNerd Podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter at UpNerd Podcasts. And you can find us on Blue Sky, UpNerdPodcasts.com. Whatever. I think it's BKSY or something like that. If you're on Blue Sky, finally released fairly recently to the public and it's kind of neat. In any case, thank you very much for listening and have a great day.